Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Buddy, welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sat around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, and I accidentally ate cat food before we started the recording. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> oh shit, so, I forgot Zach? to feed my cat, you just reminded me. <laughs> Boy howdy, you, you know what, listen, accidentally eating cat food's pretty bad. Actually eating cat food when you don't own a cat, that's a whole nother No, level. I do have cats. I no, that's what I'm cats. saying. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the silver lining I, here. That's the saving grace. What I want to know is how you accidentally do that. So, the, the a, a a bowl I had used last night for popcorn was sitting in the sink, and it had a bunch of little like half popped kernels oh, in it. Oh God! And I grabbed what I thought was one, which really don't eat you know half cooked. Yeah. Right before popcorn, anyway. You could stop right there because also eating unpopped kernels, of course. I, I don't know actually which one, like, if I had to choose between that and cat food, which one I would choose, to um, be honest with food, you. Because that one's less likely to crack your teeth? Yeah, there's that. Anyway, I went ahead and popped one of those bad boys in my mouth and then just immediately was like, that was cat food. Whoops. Yep. <laughs> um,. The good news is... Zach, I'm worried that you had a situation set up in your (laughs) home where you could even make that mistake. Well, the thing is, it's not that it tasted that bad. It's more that I know know that my cat half ate that first. No, I'm (laughs) just concerned that you can mix up the bowls. Oh, well, you know, you wash them. It doesn't matter. We eat out the same bowls as our cats. It's fine. It's not that big a deal. I don't oh, see why Zach. we're making such a big deal about it. What? Zach, you literally felt that this was so important to bring up. You haven't introduced anybody yet. I thought it would just be a fun thing, and everybody would yell, and then I would introduce, but I got interrogated, so I'm Zach. Of course Zach. you did! Joining <laughs> me this week, we've got Mike. All that glitters is gold. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> The worst part is I think this is a reference to a song, uh, the episode title, but it's not that one. Like but the Power of, course, of Love, the Back to the Future song? No, is- there's a, literally a song called The Power of Gold, because oh. I was trying to look up uh, stuff about this episode, okay. and 
that's all I was getting. It's a 1978 song. By... You know, maybe also the title of this episode is a reference to the fact that the gold Power Ranger is in this episode. Well, sure, but Dan Fogelberg, there you go, wrote a song about it in 1978. Uh, so also joining me is Simon. I intentionally ate seven tacos. That's better. Yeah. Question mark? That's a lot of tacos. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I did so far. <laughs> okay. It, it depends on the kind of tacos. You know. uh, it's five hard shells, two soft shells. Good mix. And yep. also we've got Lexi. Hi, I don't have any crazy food stories. Would you rather eat cat food or seven tacos? I don't think I can <laughs> eat seven tacos. I think I'm I physically incapable of doing that. <laughs> I, um, in high school, ate one of those grande meals from Taco Bell by myself, but high school food intake yes. is not, like, a representative of what I can do now, so... Oh, yeah, no, I mean, like, when you're physically growing, <laughs> yeah. yeah, your appetite's a little different. You can, uh, you can eat chips after, like, 8 in the evening and, like, go to bed without taking some kind of stomach medication, because <laughs> when you're young, you can do that. <laughs> I, I still eat... Like at eleven thirty, shit that I, I shouldn't eat at all. I but, do that yeah. all the time because I get gotten it's... away from that by merit of like when ten thirty rolls around, I just lose all ability to function. Yeah, uh, just because you're so tired. Or... Yeah, like it just it compl- the exhaustion just hits me, and I'm like, well, I gotta go to bed now. I should probably stop drinking soda up until eleven o'clock, huh? Yeah, that might be a good probably. thing to do. You should Zach, probably. Zach, the, uh, the half life of caffeine is six hours. You should stop drinking caffeine so, at a minimum six hours before you plan on going to bed. Okay, that's also fair. Um, I don't think you ever introduced yourself. Oh, I'm Zach. Hi, I am the he one. He didn't what... need to. He opened with, "I just ate cat food." <laughs> yeah, if, 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 <laughs> that's true. If you like put our voices through a filter and each of us said a line. And then the the listener was supposed to guess who was who. That would basically be the line I would use for I, that. I am anyway. perpetually <laughs> operating do under the delusion point. that any episode is potentially somebody's first. <laughs> it's, it, well, okay, fine. Hi, I'm Zach. Hello, everyone. I'm the host of this, what you've <laughs> surely guessed to be a Power Rangers podcast. <laughs> if this is your what first episode. What else could episode. it be? <laughs> um... I so we've got a, a couple uh, segments here we, we usually do before we talk about the episode. Uh, my first segment is, "Hey Zach, has any Power Rangers related things happened to you since the last time you were on?" Well, Zach, yes, it has. My wife got me uh, a uh, uh, a Power Rangers oven mitt for my birthday. <laughs> So that's pretty cool. Fucking nice. Is it? Is it just like the whole team, or what, what's what's going on? It's like um, I'll put a picture up. It's like uh, yeah, that'll help. That'll help our podcast audience. On 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 Twitter, it's um, it's like a white background with uh black um diamonds, and then in each diamond is one of the power coins. It's kind of neat looking. Okay, like cool. It. Uh, just uh, real quick for the listener, uh, Simon had to step away for a second because he's going to go feed his cat, and I, I'm bringing that up because I want to tell Zach, don't try and get in on that action. <laughs> Great, good. Okay, I will try um, not to. So, Zach, is this is this a thing where if you collect all the power coins, you get like infinite power and can like destroy the universe? 
Is that what this whole glove is about? Like, you gotta go collect all the power coins and put them in the glove? And- I'm gonna be honest. It, the, the fucking Marvel movies would be a million times better if the Infinity Gauntlet was an oven mitt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if he just had, like, a Agreed. knuckles-ass mitten hand. God. Listen, listen, there's a lot of things they could do to make the Marvel movies a million times better. It, it, it'd especially be great because he couldn't snap. He'd have to, like, yeah, I don't know, true. like, slap his thigh. I mean... <laughs> Like, so even like with a metal gauntlet, snapping seems like it would be pretty hard. Listen, it's what part of infinite power do you guys not That's get? True. That That's doesn't true. just that doesn't just mean the big like universe changing things. Even like little magic is still magic. <laughs> Thanos doing close up magic with infinity stones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would actually watch uh, Endgame if part of it was he just did some sleight of hand with the infinity <laughs> stones. Thanos shows up for the first time in the movie and he just does that fucking thumb trick. Yep. If, he, if he pulled out one of the infinity stones from behind Tony Stark's ear, I would be really excited. <laughs> He's like, hey, what you got back there? Oh! <laughs> Spider-Man just turns into a string of handkerchiefs. <laughs> God damn it. That would be I hate that I like this idea so much. Mr. Stark, I feel funny. He's a cloud of doves. <laughs> Spoilers question mark. Um but yeah, anyway. No, no, so, it's good. It's good. The uh the producers of the movie have given us our ble- given us their blessing to spoil it now. Yeah, we've we've gone past yeah. the I don't know. The the the, the, the what, like two Doctor weeks? Strange, how many cards were in the deck? Fifty two. Like, and the- which of them was my card? This one. <laughs> <laughs> the only card that lets us win is the one with the rules on it. Uh so Let's do some talking about things before we uh, we get into it. Talking about things. Um, there's not much this week, but I did want to uh, say that there was. Um, so so since the the like new Saban era, aka since um. Uh, what was was the first one? Uh, Samurai. Samurai. Every season has had some returning characters from from older seasons. Mm-hmm. Megaforce was kind of obvious because it was like a uh, uh, it uh, me- anniversary the- season. Yeah. Um, but uh, Samurai had um, a, bul- a Balkan skull in it. They had people from RPM in it. Oh, they had the Red yeah. Ranger from RPM at some point. Yeah, Red Ranger from RPM. Uh, and then Dino Charge did, wait, actually, did Dino Charge have any? I think Dino Charge had, wait, I'm not sure anymore. I thought they all did, but anyway, point is, uh, it's Dino Charge did something with Dino Thunder at one point. Did they? I, I think in the Sentai they did, but I don't, anyway, point is, it's been something they've been kind of doing, um, and there is a, uh, report, a rumor from that hashtag show. Uh, which has gotten some I'm stuff right. sorry, which right. hashtag show? That one. The one. Anyway, they've Is gotten that actually some stuff. Is its name or? <laughs> they're, they're, they're fairly accurate about, about rumors and stuff like this. Uh, but they have uh, teased uh, slash spoiled. I don't know how you want to say it. 
that Austin St. John supposedly will be returning for Beast Morphers. Zach, Zach, I bo- Zach, I believe the term you're looking for is mongered. <laughs> it, okay, sure. Yep. Uh, so anyway, there is a, th- one of the reasons that they're they're kind of talking about this, you know, and like it would make mongering. S- I yes. got it. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the reasons it would make sense is because uh, the Sentai for um, Beast Morphers... Uh, actually had a crossover with all of the three Dino teams. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so Dino, or the, the Sentai equivalents of Mighty Morphin, uh, Dino Thunder, and Dino Charge. Mm-hmm. Um, I really doubt they would be able to get like everybody who is in those. A lot of them would probably be voice only, and mm-hmm. I bet we'd get some some like. I mean, uh, they literally likes. can't. No. Well, okay, that's right. a good point. Yes. I mean, you know, you could get Karen Ashley or whatever, but yes, you have you have a point. Um, but uh, yeah, so it would make sense if they were able to get him back. I think that'd be cool. Uh, uh, obviously, Austin St. John did show up in uh, um, uh, Forever Red, Red. Forever Red. I couldn't remember yeah. the name of it. I was going to say was Red Forever, but that's 15 not years right. ago at this point. It's been it's longer been since a- Forever Red. Yeah. Than it was from MMPR season one until Forever Red. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Guys, usually... I'm sorry. I, I I just have to get this out. Forever Red. <laughs> oh, to be forever red. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, that would be neat. Usually nowadays, when they need like someone who just represents old Power Rangers, obviously they just go to Jason yep. David Frank. Um. Do they Which, go to Jason uh, David Frank, or does Jason David Frank come to them? <laughs> Jason David Frank is just standing outside their door, ready to, to, to his be radar goes off. Episode. Which yeah. uh, I mean, also St. John's been doing more stuff like on YouTube and stuff lately, like doing interviews about uh-huh. like, hey, here's what it was like being the Red Ranger. So, yeah. so that's cool. Um, I mean, not that he has ever like just abstained from conventions and stuff, but it is neat to see him doing some more things. Um, I have just posted uh, the the Sentai crossover poster I was I was mentioning to you guys. Uh, oh, and actually, I'd... something just hit me. Yes, are they still filming in New Zealand? The, I believe they are still filming in New Zealand. Okay, yes. yeah, because I would th- I would think as far as getting like older cast members back, that's probably so, still the biggest hurdle. Well, so that's the um, I think that's kind of the crux of the rumor. Where they were like, well, uh, uh, some people have mentioned that Austin St. John appears to be in New Zealand at the moment. Well, there you go. Well, so, he really wants to visit the Lord of the Rings sets. He <laughs> can do that. Yeah. So, so as, um, as an actor who's been screwed over by union busting, like uh-huh. yes, he sympathizes yes. with New oh, Zealand. Boy, yeah. So speaking of uh, uh, Jason David Frank being always on call for this kind of thing, um, I have not seen this crossover movie, but I will note that in this poster. There is no green Mighty Morphin Ranger, so... Uh, I believe you mean the Dragon Ranger? Yeah, the Dragon Ranger. You're right. Uh, and we get to talk more about Six Ranger fun names this episode. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I don't know for sure. I haven't seen it. Um, but maybe he's not in it, and they were like... Because he was, you know, dead in the Sentai, so maybe... That's part of why they were like, well, we definitely got should get somebody. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that'd be neat. I'd be down for it. Um, I've seen clips of that team up, just like the fight scenes. And it's. I always really like seeing the Mighty Morphin suits do the weird CG shit. 
just because it's so mm-hmm. bizarre to see yeah that kind of weird crossover um, also it's just like on a base level almost weird but neat to see those old suits like in an hd'd up modern show like the the, the yeah, crossover you... on ninja steel was neat for that i for that reason because you got to see like green ranger tommy and red ranger rocky like in a in a modern hd show with cg stuff and yeah it was yeah i mean cool. you associate the the visual design of that era of sentai with the visual quality of that yeah. era of sentai yeah yeah the crossover, by the way, is just called Sentai Go Busters versus Sentai Go Kaiger, so it's not that hard. I was, mm-hmm. I can say it for once. <laughs> so, <is> it, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's the that's the Go Kaiger one. There is there is. Ugh, Gee, I can't you think? Find no, you're right. I'm an idiot. I just forgot. I got the names mixed up. I, I, can't I will find say though, it. that is something that uh, Toei does a lot. Is like. Uh, they actually seem to do it more often with Common Rider. Is it the the movie will be called like Common Rider cross Common Rider and then colon and then like Ghost and X Aid. Like they won't say Ghost versus X Aid. They'll say like Common Rider X Common Rider and then add the subtitles afterward. Because all you really need to know is that some Common Riders fighting. It's Kyoryuger versus Ghostbusters, and Kyoryuger was the Dino Charge Dino one. Charge, yeah. So there you go. Um. So yeah. Uh, that'd be neat. I'd definitely be down for that. Um, hopefully it happens. It, it's definitely some really cool foot. It's weird they don't usually use the the movie crossover footage, but I think that might be because they haven't done crossovers in as big a way since they came back. It's usually like one or two characters. Uh, again, with the exception of uh, the um, Megaforce one where they just fucked it up so bad that most people have agreed it was... The worst thing ever, so there you go. Anyway, that'd be neat. I hope it happens. I like Austin St. John. Uh, and he's he's uh, relevant to what we're about to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Wait, how? No, not at all. What were you talking about? There's no well, way he has anything I mean, to do with this. This yeah, he direct the show, episode. Like, years ago at this point. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, so... This week. Spoilers for stuff that happened two decades ago. Yeah, but, but we haven't gotten de- to it yet. <laughs> no, see, I'm sorry, but we, we I I'm gonna have to break the spoilers on this one because I'm pissed. Oh uh, yeah, them. that's that's fair. Yeah, sure. Um so this week we are discussing uh Power Rangers Zeo season one, episode twenty seven, The Power of Gold. I still think it's funny to call it season one, and I'll probably keep doing that. Um it's fine. The- as well. thing I what, note, what season is this actually again? This is season is four. four. Yeah, season okay. four. Uh, but yeah, so this week... Um, hey, uh, Zach, I have a question. I was I was out last week. This is this is an unofficial two-parter, right? Like, this is picking up from the end of last episode? What? <laughs> Which episode were you... What was the last episode you were on? She's making a joke about the fact that we started Medias Res. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. No, this is not a two-parter. This is... uh, So that's actually... Lexi, that's a good point, because I want to talk about something. The Power Rangers has such an extremely set structure for how it operates that whenever it deviates in literally any way, it always feels super bizarre, even when it's... Basically, as you said, we start in the middle of the Power Rangers on a mission, which 
in any other show is fine. It's like something that yeah, it would wouldn't be noteworthy the- in any other program, but like in Power Rangers, it's what the fuck is happening. Yeah. So like, I like it. Like, I think it was yeah. pretty. I think it was a cool way to open, and it. This episode felt more than I think any episode I can remember watching of Power Rangers in recent memory. Like, it actually had a full episode's worth of stuff happening in it. Yeah, th- this... It feels like an actual television show? That's, yeah. Okay, Mike, that's exactly what I was going to say, is this episode feels like a real episode of a TV show in a way like, that Power Rangers doesn't usually. Like, like there's, a, there's actual plotting to it. It's not just stuff happening and then an info dump. Like, there's, there's thought given to how things are presented and how they're framed. This episode, character stuff happens. This episode introduces plot elements that aren't resolved in the same episode, which doesn't happen that often in Power Rangers. Like to begin with, barely happens in multi-parters in this show. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. It's it's kind of crazy. So like, yeah, we start uh, with Rocky and uh, uh, no, it's Tommy. Uh, It's Tommy and Adam are in the are in the pipe garden. Where the pipes grow, they're in the marble garden zone. And yeah, see, this, uh, is, the big this is this is where all the 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 the, the mommy pipes and the daddy pipes uh, raise their young, and uh, it's just um, it's just it's just a field of pipes. Hey, Mike, how do do a mommy pipe and a daddy pipe make a baby pipe? Uh, we'll see. The one pipe goes into the other pipe. Zach, you're being kind of heteronormative with that. I bad. wanted him to make a light laying pipe joke, but he didn't go for oh, it. Oh, I see. <laughs> Zach, that means something different. <laughs> it, uh, does it make you feel better to know that Mike basically handed you an excuse to bring metal milk back up? Oh, and I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Oh, fuck. Well, you okay. can't. God, I wish it, we could move on from the fucking metal milk. <laughs> no, I won't let it die. It's too funny to me. No, um, that's the thing, Zach, is you keep forgetting to keep it alive and other people keep encouraging you. Good. That means I did a great job at, at adding to our canon. So, yeah. So, the, the, the idea is that uh, Tommy and Adam and then elsewhere in like a forest, uh, Rocky, uh, Tanya, and Kat – are answering to two separate distress signals. Yeah. And uh, um, it, it's a pretty blatant trap from the Machine Empire, though. There's no no one's in trouble. This is weird to me because the Machine Empire is actively, like, waging war against the Power Rangers. Yeah, and <laughs> using, like, counterintelligence against them. It's, it's weird that this episode doesn't have a first act. I know, like, we kind of mentioned that. It's just... There, there needs to be a part where they goof around and Balkan Skull are there, and then we see the Machine Empire decide to do this, and then they do this. And it's not in this episode, it's just weird. What makes this extra weird, not only the, the Machine Empire actually being strategic and actually using the fact that they have a numbers advantage, but like, if the random bullshit that's about to happen didn't happen, they totally would have succeeded here. The Rangers yeah. are about to get their asses kicked. Huh? Oh yeah. yeah, no, for some reason they're just woefully unprepared for this one. Uh yeah, so like the the other thing to mention that that uh Mike kind of said uh that how about how usually or no sorry um Simon said about how usually Balkan Skull would blunder into something. Uh, this is the only episode of Zio they're not in. So there's no B plot. Like it's no, all n- just go. Yeah. So basically, um, we we set up uh these these two distress signals. 
um, Rocky and uh, and and uh, Cat and uh, Tanya are like we're right. Where are we? Or you know, like we're. Sp- I thought it was supposed to be here, basically. And yeah, um, Billy's like he's on the scanners. He's like y'all are standing right on top of it. And then Rocky's and, uh, like, ah, it must have just been a squirrel or something. Yeah, that sent a distress signal. Yeah, the squirrel called out a distress Rocky, signal. You, Rocky, you precious boy. <laughs> like, so they say distress signal. Do they mean like that? Because here's the thing. That means someone like sent out a signal on some kind of frequency that's detectable. Why do they think they're going to just like, they literally like look in the bushes for whatever well, sent this. Like, so what do I, you, I, I don't know that. I don't, I think that's an assumption that we don't necessarily have to make. Um, I, I feel like the way they've portrayed like the viewing globe and, you know, the morphine grid and all that stuff in the past, like it's able to pick up on things like people don't necessarily have to be broadcasting to speak to Zordon if he happens to tune the viewing globe into where they are. Sure, but then wouldn't so they know what they I, were I looking like, for at least? Like, I guess, but yeah. I, I feel like I feel like maybe maybe this is a situation where because Billy's been tinkering around in the command center a bunch and like he's been he's been like I mean that's all he's got to do now, right? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he'd built some sort of like monitoring thing, like fucking the the fucking cell phone network in uh, the Dark Knight. Well. Also, I, I, like, irregardless of Billy, I think this is the thing Zordon and Alpha would know to detect, because, like, we've established that there is an intergalactic, like, hierarchy of villains, and, yes. like, we've had heroes, like, call each other for help in the past, like, you know, the whole fucking Equations, you know, that whole fucking uh, nightmare mess that we'll, we thankfully shouldn't have to go back to, uh, like... They like the Rangers and Zordon have sent out a distress signal before, so they're probably assuming like, oh, someone from space uh, has wound up on Earth and is calling for help. Sure. So, um, yeah, uh, Rocky is like, uh, it must be a squirrel, and then Billy uh, freaks out and says, "Rocky, be careful!" Uh, and uh, Above them in the trees jump a bunch of cogs down onto them, which is a very funny image because it means <laughs> they were up there for like a pretty long time, just kind of hanging out and waiting. I for mean, listen, the... everyone knows Rangers can't look up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Their thick necks I mean... and big helmets don't let them. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is if if the if the black parts on their helmets actually are the parts that they see through, they literally cannot look up. Yeah, Boy, some of them are better than others, but yeah, the the Zio helmets don't have that much vision in them. Actually, specifically, a character we are introduced to today. What the fuck? Like, I don't understand that one at all. <laughs> but. Yeah, so they get attacked by uh, you know a lot of cogs. Uh, they make it they make it seem like a problem. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, it's it's actually kind of strange how much trouble the Rangers are having with these cogs because uh, like these. I get it. They're supposed to be like the newest mooks. They're supposed to be tougher than the previous ones. But we've seen them clown on cogs before. I mean, we saw this with putties though, and like tengas, like. In all cases, mooks are exactly as strong as they need to be for a given lo- uh, incident. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the, this has happened before. It, it's not just with them. Like, the, the putties have just suddenly become very strong when they need to be for the plot. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, speaking of suddenly becoming very strong, we see Adam do something that I don't think we've ever seen anyone else do in the history of the show. Okay. Cogs grab each of Adam's arms. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he breaks free. That's because he, I mean, we've we've just saw how good he is at karate. So, uh, you know, they're kind of pushing how strong he is. And the, the real shame is Tommy was also busy with cogs at the time. So he couldn't see this technique and learn it for himself. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't able to learn that ability. Um. But yeah, so they get attacked uh, for Tommy a while. Tommy famously works on, on fucking Mega Man rules. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, I mean, Pokemon rules. Tommy you is can basically only... Taskmaster. I think we can all agree on that. I also think Tommy firmly works by Pokemon rules, by which I mean he can only know four moves at the same time, because <laughs> he definitely only knows a couple different moves. Um, so yeah, they're communicating back and forth between the two teams, essentially saying like, oh shit, we're in so much trouble. Um, we cut up to the moon. Wikipedia says, sumo is a form of competitive full contact wrestling, where a wrestler, Rikishi, attempts to force his opponent out of a circular ring, Dokyo, or into touching the ground with anything other than the soles of his feet. At Basho Intel, we got you through the bi-monthly tournaments. Basho. Talk about our favorites and complain about the judges. Shimpan. Almost like a real sports podcast. But we also talk about how cute Kawaii the athletes are. Join me, Frankie. And me, Eric. On Basho Intel. Find us at audioentropy.com. Sumo is great. They even made an anime about it. And remember, keep, keep your, your feet, feet on, on the, the ground. ground. All right, welcome back. Uh, Simon unfortunately had to run, um, but we are going to soldier on. Yeah, he, he uh, got a distress signal, and he had to go check it out. <laughs> a distress yeah. signal, by which you mean a screaming child. <laughs> I mean, it was a signal that his, his child was distressed. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely accurate. I will give you this. So, yeah, we uh, we cut up to the, the, the sky base. Or whatever the hell we're calling it now. Uh, it's just oh, the moon. Lexi, no, you, missed, the moon. you missed a listener sending us a correction to tell us they were not on the moon, but actually on the sky base, despite the fact that it's the fucking moon, and you can tell it's the moon, and it's I mean, definitely I've the been, moon. I've been making this argument since day one. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Whoever that so, listener is, real hero. <laughs> so anyway... Um, if their sky base isn't on the moon, why did Rita and crew have to leave? Shush! shush. No, no, no. I, they, they've got they've got a base. Of, they established a base of operations there. That's just not where they're hanging out. I actually do have a question. Are they using that palace? I thought that was the implication, but I'm not sure. It, no, it, I think. Well, I I think they just invaded the space, and like that's where all the fucking like ground troop like you know all the machines and stuff that you see happening in the yeah. background of that establishing shot that all's happening on the moon it's just they're in orbit above it so bandora's palace is either empty or just has like a bunch of cogs in in suspend mode in it basically they're just using it for storage it's got a bunch okay. of boxes fair enough 
So anyway, um, oh, just like under the power chamber. So we cut to the sky base, and King Mondo is like, "We've done it, sick, sick Wolfbane on the Power Rangers immediately." Uh, because yeah, they're gonna get the X Man, Wolfsbane. Yeah, for some reason, uh, bad guys and Power Rangers never just start this way. Whatever, it's fine. Um, they send Wolfbane down to attack. Uh, so, uh, so the Machine Empire, true yeah. to its name, is I mean, generally machine themed. I was gonna get there, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> Wolfbane is not only fleshy, he is unsettlingly so. Many parts of his body are flopping around in ways that. Even knowing full well, even though the logical part of my brain is can, can tell me like, oh, that's a costume, it's rubber, that's why it's moving like that, it is still deeply, viscerally un- upsetting he's to me a, the way his belly flops around in particular. He's a werewolf, basically. He's got horns. For some reason- right, he's like a werewolf. Well, well, I mean, okay, he's a werewolf except he has horns, and also- for some reason, his arms are, like, way too long and look like... Now, to be fair, I have seen multiple depictions of werewolves that give them weirdly long arms. Now, That's true. Yeah, I have two, Especially uh, noted uh, video game classic Sonic Unleashed. But, uh, <laughs> Zach, <laughs> I'm surprised your problem is not is the arms and is not the uh, incredibly conspicuous belly button and nipples. The belly and nipples are weird, now, but... to be fair, it's not weird he has nipples. It's weird he only has those nipples. <laughs> He's only got the two, yes. Yeah. That is very well, strange. No, it, it's more that I just don't understand what's going on with his arms, because it's not just that they're long. It's that, like, okay, so you've got, like, shoulder and then elbow... And then, for some reason, like a pipe, just a big pipe. Yeah, and then Zach, a hand haven't you seen the, the thing about? <laughs> haven't you seen the thing about different mammalian limbs? Like, no. Like, like, okay. So, like, you know how, um, you know, hooved animals are walking on their toes. The hoof is the toe, and then the part going up from that is what would be the foot. Like, there's this diagram. Yes, yes, yes. That shows where all the different things are. See, on dogs, where our uh, calves would be, they just. They just have a pipe. <laughs> you fucking tricked me. I thought this was going to be an actual fact. And I got really invested and excited to learn a new thing. And then you fucked me. <laughs> so, anyway. Listeners, please do not take that audio out of context. No, well, okay, yes. But what, also- is that getting Randy Pitchforded? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... That one was for you, Matt, who doesn't listen. <laughs> to go back to what I think Mike's point was going to be, not a robot in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> like, definitely, definitely not a robot. <laughs> that could We could have a Terminator situation where it's flesh over a metal endoskeleton. It's just usually it's, like, at least sort of robotic, and this time it's like, yeah, it's a werewolf. And also... Well, the the thing is, whether or not there's a robot under there, the way that it's fleshy is just, it's really uh, disturbing to me, Wait, personally. Hang on, hang on. So werewolves are often, you know, associated with the moon, right? Uh-huh. Do you think instead of this being one of their guys, this guy just lives on the moon and they're like, well, hey, can you help us out? I mean, we have already gotten, like, this season even, monsters that were not Machine Empire monsters, but... But it's not addressed at all. It's literally just like, send the wolf's bane down. Like, they don't say 
what he's from or anything. It's just like, here we go. We got this monster. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I mean, this isn't... This isn't our moon crew. Like, no. it's, not a, it's not a matter of, you know, Rita calling up her old sorority sisters for help. Right, or, right. You know. So, Rocky summons his weird uh, protractor blades. Uh, I like the Zeo weapons, but I still don't understand Rocky's. Um, I mean, they're just, they're just, they're pointy. That's all you need. Yeah. I mean, they're pointy. That is true. Cat pulls Rocky, out her Rocky fucking... Pulls out his, uh, Pulls out his power keys between his fingers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, and Catherine pulls out her uh, fucking Tron frisbee, which is probably the best weapon that any it's of the Rangers cool. have. Honestly, Does, doesn't work, but it's neat. Um, she she tries that on Wolfsbane. Um, Wolfsbane is one of those monsters that happens every once in a while in the show that, like, for no reason, is just better than the other monsters. <laughs> and I've noted. A pattern in this episode, which is like, I feel like those monsters never are particularly impressive. Like, remember the blue globber or the monster that was made out of Kimberly's purse that just fucked them up for no reason, I mean, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, better just means their weapons don't affect them, and the, right. the monster's weapons do, do, do affect the power ranges. Like, that's all any power levels in this game are this game in the show are <laughs> is uh adjustable damage modifiers let's be real it's basically a video game yeah but uh you know what zach this this is power rangers teaching teaching us a valuable lesson about not judging by appearances okay sometimes the point. monsters that seem the shittiest on the surface they are do actually try the most deadly they try to shoot the monster to death uh it, it, it just doesn't work and I, think we, I, I don't think we actually specified who the monster is fighting because, like, we got two teams here. I it's Tommy and Adam it. at the yeah, pipe it's, garden. It's, yeah, it's been it's okay. Been covered. It's Rocky, Cat, right. and uh, Tanya. Uh, okay. They're getting they're getting their butts kicked. We cut back to the command center. Oh, there are also cogs fighting Tommy and and. Uh, yeah, we've covered that too. Yeah, Adam, shitloads but, of yeah. cogs. Um, uh, and then, and then, just as it looks like the Rangers are actually finally going to die and f- and free us from this curse, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> what actually happens is the fucking cut- Illuminati show up from space. Well, so we cut to the command center, and it looks like blessedly, also Billy Zordon and Alpha are going to die because the screen is shaking and there's some horrible sound. Hey, I meant to ask this earlier when um. When Mike was talking about how uh, Billy had maybe, like, cooked up some new tech to detect, you know, signals or whatever. Um, It's something I've been thinking about this whole season. How much autonomy do you think Billy has from Zordon and Alpha? In other words, like... Unlimited because Zordon can't do shit to him, and Alpha can. You just pull. You just push him over, well, and he okay, can't get up. In Billy has already senses. proven that he could, on his own, disable the command center remotely. Okay, practically yes. What I mean is, like, do you think Alpha or or Zordon are like, hey, Billy, you should do this, or do you think Billy's just kind of doing whatever the fuck no, he wants? Billy no. walks in in the morning and is like, hey, so I did this, this, and this for you. And Zoran's like, uh, we didn't need any. Oh, yeah, no, trust me, you did. No, see, it's, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. The, the, the text we've been seeing with Zio is the, sh- the front-facing, like the show itself, the actual show part, getting more competent. But in the background is the reason that that's happening is because Billy is doing shit. 
It definitely feels like Zordon is not in charge anymore. Like he he is technically, I guess, but like I mean, a lot of a, times he's not even in the episode, and it's just I mean, Billy. Yeah, I mean, this is a classic. The boss sometimes shows up to the office, but you don't really know what he's doing in there. He, uh, you know, the the assistant manager seems to be running the show. Right. Yeah. yeah. I I don't have like hard data to back this up, but I've gotten the impression that the course of the season that like. Whenever there's trouble, Alpha defers to Billy first. I kind of think than that Zordon. too. Yeah, it it certainly feels that way. So um, uh, the official TWA stance: uh, Billy has staged a soft coup of the command center and uh, has essentially dethroned Zordon and is just leaving him as a uh, impotent figurehead. Yeah, it's not yes. like he said, "Get it, get it, figurehead," because he's literally just a head. And the the another official uh, another official TWA stance is that this is good. Good, thank you, Billy. Yeah, I Lexi, Lexi, great work. Uh, so yeah, Zach, don't patronize me. No, I liked it. It was a good joke. So the the um, yeah, I don't think Billy like said I'm in charge now. I think he just kind of took over, and Zordon is kind of an idiot, so he didn't even really notice. Um, Listen, Zordon, Zordon's always been passive as hell. If somebody else is doing the work for him, why is he going to say anything? I, You know, it's funny. I've, I've been rereading the comics, and one of the things that the comics and the most recent movie have in common is they give Zordon the backstory, basically, that he failed massively at some point, and it explains why he's so weirdly, like... He doesn't give much information. He's always like, I don't know that he's always like super cautious. It's because he fucked up real bad. And anytime anything starts going wrong, he's like, well, the thing I feared most is happening. The You know, yeah. it's all over. We failed. Yeah. And, and I think in this version, even though that's not like explicitly stated, there's definitely something about like someone competent is just kind of giving not orders, but has like just kind of taken the reins, and I'm just gonna let that happen, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. So anyway, uh, Zordon says he's picking up something from deep space, uh, and then he just says, "I don't know what it is," which is very funny to have Zordon just be like, mm. yeah, "He doesn't. He doesn't normally admit that." Yeah. Usually he's like, "It's the blah blah from the blah galaxy." No, he's just and like, yeah, "I then, don't know, man." Then, anyways, Mike alluded to we cut to the pyramid. Yeah, it's a big pyramid in space. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is like there's by by virtue <laughs> of like you know the the language barrier and the culture barrier and the hack job that they're doing to the show and the fact that they're trying to make a new thing and the general incompetence of the American crew. There's a lot of random nonsense in Power Rangers. I think that's pretty well established. This is the most just. I'm sorry. What? We've had in a while. I mean, I, it doesn't. I, I think that's enhanced quite a bit by the fact that we were just thrown into this episode. Like the episode already has us feeling off kilter because it's not the normal format, and because they have only barely explained anything that's going on. So then this happening on top of that, and even the people who normally explain what's happening can't explain it. Is just um yeah. So I I remember Zio. I I we've talked about it. Like I watched it as a kid. I enjoyed the new gear, all the suits, the Zords, everything. Heh, <laughs> gear. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I 
Machine Empire. I, they've got, they've got I, a lot of gears. I love you so much. Uh, I didn't know. I was like, what the fuck is the big pyramid? And if you had said the word pyramidus to me, I think like part <laughs> of my brain would have gone like, I know that word. But yeah, I remembered the fucking battle wheel more than I remembered pyramidus. Like, for whatever reason, just nothing in my brain. So well, it's, it's kind of weird how, like, grand scheme of things, it's kind of weird how late in the game Pyramidus shows up. Because we're, like, what, more than halfway through the we're season at this point? at least, or a little more than halfway through the season before the Sixth Ranger get in- gets introduced. I think that's maybe the latest it ever happens in Power Rangers. Especially lately, like, in Beast Morph, or Beast, uh... Fuck, is it Beast Morphers? I've forgotten yeah, the name. Yeah, it's Beast Morphers, current season. Yeah, the Gold Ranger already showed up, although, in fairness, the, the Six Ranger showed up real damn early in, in Go Busters, too. So. That's true, but I'm just saying, so, like, in the more recent seasons, it's, like, the sixth episode where the new the, the next Ranger shows up, basically, so... Yeah. Uh, God, not to... I, Go ahead. I was... I was... I went to the... Uh, the episode roll or whatever on Netflix to find out just how far along in the season it is and so I'm scrolling through in a couple of months the episode has a big picture of Rita and I'm so happy so excited for that oh yes very much nice uh so at the risk of doubling back too much with this shot of the pyramid flying through space I I fucking love this Doctor Who-ass kaleidoscope tunnel that they're showing it fly through. <laughs> yes. It's so good. It's, it really, it's one of those things where you're like, I'm genuinely not 100% sure what I'm looking at. Like, yeah, no, yeah it is all, it is not at all clear. Like, is this a fucking wormhole? Is this what warp travel looks like in this world? What the hell? It reminded me of, uh, I recently loaded up uh for some reason i found my n64 and tried to play some perfect dark and that's one of those early 3d games where you're like i is that a wall or a bad guy or like a sky texture like and that's kind of what it made me feel like it's always like i don't know what i'm looking at yeah Um, I, i gotta say though uh i love this sort of resurgence, like so, so indie games tend to go for a retro aesthetic. I don't think that's a, a oh, radical man. This is such statement. An episode, go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I don't think that's a radical statement. I love that we're finally reaching the point that we're getting like early three D nostalgia. To, yeah, yeah, yeah like PS one. Yeah, or I N sixty four ass looking graphics. Well, I think it's doing it better. It, eh. I I do. I there's some cool looking ones, but yeah. Anyway, um, so so. The the um the machine empire we cut to them and they're also fucking baffled by this thing. Yeah. So yes. so here's the thing: this fucking random space pyramid showing up from space, uh, as space pyramids are wont to do. <laughs> uh, who, as as we find out, has basically nothing to do with anything as far as the rangers I... or the machine empire are concerned. Yeah, nobody knows what this is. Like what it means for them. Like I when, love when this. this fucking guy shows up, like everyone's just kinda like, okay, whose side is he on? I legitimately yeah. like I was surprised at how much I responded to this. Cause I don't think ever in Power Rangers has nobody known what the fuck is happening. Like either the good guys are like, Yeah, that's our ally from whatever, or the bad guys, the same thing. This is I think the first time where like something happens and both teams are like, what the fuck is going on? And I kind of love it. 
it's really fun. Um, in yeah, fact, I think I think it's maybe happened before. Where like like we had a. Uh, we had like the the hydro contaminator show up. I think was the most recent one where there was like a third party, but we still basically knew what was happening. Sure, because that Aquitians explained it. But yes, yeah, like I love this. So not only is there this horrible noise happening that fucked up Billy's communication with the Rangers, but also uh, Clank tells uh, uh, Mondo that the power surge from the pyramid showing up from hyperspace or pyramid space or whatever the hell uh is like gonna it's the fucking triangle dimension yeah it's gonna fuck up their control of the cogs question mark and king boy that raises some questions king mondo says if they don't are the cogs just going to overload or the cogs gonna like gain sentience like yeah it it makes it sound like they're automatons yeah yeah which we know for a fact isn't true because we've seen them communicate and like exhibit personality. Right. Because Mondo says if we don't shut them down, we'll lose them entirely. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Again. But yeah, this is why the Cogs and and the the Wolfbane in, in both fights just disappear, and this is why the Rangers live basically because they were about to die basically, and it's it's fucking wild that this. This setup that's like the day is saved in no part thanks to like we've had times before where like the Rangers didn't like actually win and it was just the bad guys making an own goal. I think this is the first time that just uh, something came out of absolutely fucking nowhere and bailed the Rangers yeah. out. Uh, Adrian, uh, my wife says they need to do an, a firmware update on the cogs to deal with uh, the new power for uh, surge. Otherwise, they'll get yep. bricked. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Um, Actually, good good that's, joke. That's great. If 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 this pyramid just showing up uh, completely fucks the cogs, like how does the Machine Empire recover from that? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So well, so they, I, they mentioned it's the surge of it approaching. I'm gonna assume this is like a one time problem of oh hey it coming had some sort of energy like. Something with the way it travels, maybe there's right. like energy residuals that it, are fucking with it. It's not like the pyramid existing is the problem. There, there does seem to be some effect that implies it has some kind of like hyperspace equivalent travel because it's like, yeah, like it, maybe it, when it comes out of warp, there's a big like residual blast of antimatter energy, and that fucking that fucking conks the cogs. So all the rangers yeah. are freaking out, and then Billy says, "Everybody, come back to base." Well, I have I, something. I, so go ahead. I was gonna say I love the double layer of confusion because you have the Machine Empire and Billy being confused about the pyramid, and you have the Rangers who don't even know about the pyramid. All they yeah. know is that the the cogs just retreated for no apparent reason. Right. And they're just like, uh, oh, okay. So Billy tells everyone to come back because he has discovered something incredible. Uh, and we cut which is a to- really great line if you're about to go to commercial in a TV show, but makes no sense for him to put it that way in real life. <laughs> So we cut to the uh, sky base, and King Mondo's like, "What do you mean you lost them? Uh, which is pre- or lost it rather?" Um, so the- Clank's just like, "Well, it must have a cloaking device," and and Mondo is ba- basically like, "It's a huge fucking metal space pyramid. How do like yeah. it- <laughs> we should just be able to go to where it disappeared to? Yeah, I don't think it moves very it? fast." Uh, so they um. 
Billy shows them the footage of the pyramid. The cosmic butthole, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Cat is like, uh, weird. Billy, can, can, you, can you not call it a cosmic butthole? My apologies. <laughs> no, I have the stellar no, I'm sphincter. sorry. I've already filed the trademarks. Like, this is what it's going to be called. So Cat asks if King Mondo sent it, and Billy says, well, I'm not sure, but uh, let me show you something. And he basically shows... Uh, like, here's what the Zeo crystal output looks like. Yeah, it's a fucking spectrograph. Yeah, like the energy signature of the Zeo crystals. And then here's what the this guy's power is. Well, he doesn't even know there's a guy yet. He's like, this is what the pyramid sure. is doing. Um and it matches. Well, which so like I wanna I wanna point out his language here because it plays into a thing the episode's doing intentionally. Uh, he says this is this is an energy signal from our, and then corrects himself to say your Zeo crystals. Yeah, they're building up Billy being sad that he doesn't have powers anymore. I Which, that's not the read I got from this. They're okay. building up the idea that Billy knows something that they don't that he's not telling them. Well, yes, yes, that's true. Also. Well, it, I feel this, like it's kind of both. And this this coupled with how the episode ends makes me think that this was an intentional. Uh, attempt at fooling us, the audience. Oh, I oh, think 100%. So it is absolutely a red herring. They want us to think that Billy is the Gold Ranger. For me, the problem is that just makes me angry that he's not. Yeah, so I guess to talk about this, we've mentioned that behind the scenes, uh, David Yost and the production team uh, had... I mean, well, to say they had a fight makes it seem like it's equal, which is not the case. The production team was homophobic, Against David Yost. Um, David Yost, like, eventually leaves. Obviously, he was already in a reduced role because he wasn't a ranger. It's really hard to say how much of that was his choice and how much was him being, like, forcibly pushed out. We don't I really definitely know. get the impression he didn't want to be a Power Ranger. Yeah. I feel like... Based on what we know about what happened with the White Ranger fakeouts, I think the idea was they wanted to keep all these possibilities in play so that, like, if somebody got out of line, they could, like, okay, you're removed from the running. Because, like, they have David Yost potentially. They ha- they've brought in who the guy who's going to play, the guy who's actually going to turn out to be uh, this Gold Ranger. Uh, we Ooh, have Austin St. John... Yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, we have Austin St. John, who we know ultimately becomes uh, the Gold Ranger. We have uh, another red herring is Tommy's brother. And we also have uh, a fifth person who we'll find out about and just a uh, when we get um, to him. So, yeah, um, the we yeah, I a lot of people say that originally Billy was the choice. I think it would have made sense. But like the problem with, for me besides the awfulness of what's happening behind the scenes is they is okay. Well, Billy's just going to leave for no reason. And it's to, to be like a, a red herring, as you said, um, or maybe set it up if he really is. But if he isn't, then like, where the fuck is he going? Cause it's not just this episode. It happens apparently a bunch where he just leaves and they're like, where did you go? And he's like, I just had, things to do he, he got so a I, skype call from his boyfriend yeah yes yeah, so i actually yes. haven't watched ahead do they seriously never explain where the fuck he's going no 
Uh, the the accepted. Gee, like, what a surprise for this show. Yeah, the accepted fan canon is he's building the Turbo Zords because they never give an explanation from for where they come from. Uh, so he's like working on that stuff in the background, which is fine, but like is clearly that doesn't explain why he keeps leaving at critical moments. Right, like you wouldn't be working on them like during a big battle. That doesn't make sense. It, it's weird. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it comes off to me as a little frustrating. Billy, like, and, and, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get there, but they offer it to Billy, and he says no. So, the whole thing is a little frustrating, um, and I, I like yeah, David Yeah, and, and again, because they so. explicitly set up this idea that he kind of misses being a ranger, and I miss him being one. Yeah. So, and just, anyway. And, and like, I, it's... We'll talk more about it as we go yeah. through through this it's, stuff. It's kind of I know how utterly pointless it is to get upset about a plot point that happened because of behind the scenes drama in a show that happened twenty fucking years ago. But I mean, we're ugh. living through it now, so I get it. It's fine. Um, but but uh, I have a second plot thing, which is basically they're implying that this is another part of the Zeo Crystal, which doesn't make sense for a whole bunch of reasons. Well, I don't think they say it's another part of the Zeo Crystal. I think they say it's like another Zeo Crystal. Yeah, they yeah. say it's equivalent, essentially. Yeah. Um, it's another crystal from the planet where the Zeo Crystals come from. Okay, fair enough. Which that is actually, actually a plot element that uh, comes up in the comics. Okay, yeah. I'm not so, going there. There you go. Yeah. That so, works for uh, so Zordon points out, like, yeah, and this thing fucked with King Mondo's shit. And Tanya, who is increasingly revealing herself to be the most competent member of the team, because she's a Yellow Ranger. Yeah, because she's a Yellow Ranger. She's like, she's like, well, that means that King Mondo's also going to be look in, looking into this. So maybe we should get there before he does. You know, it's funny. A bit. I didn't put it together uh, last episode uh, when she was watching. Um, uh, 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 Adam practice, and I was like, oh, it kind of seems like she's got the hots for him. I was misreading. I rewatched a little bit of that. Tanya is group mom. That's what's happening. Yeah, because the, she's a fucking yellow yep, ranger. Yep, and I had the wrong read, and you're right. She, Tanya is group mom, and I do feel like the yellow ranger consistently is the most competent. It's just she doesn't, like, Usually that character doesn't push it, so you get the sense that, like, you know, I could solve this, but I, I want my crew to be better, basically. <laughs> Every Yellow Ranger has their methods for controlling the group. Trini just, like, straight up, okay, I, I, I signed you up for this, we're doing it. Um, and then would, like, guilt people into, you know, going along with it. Uh, Aisha just kind of kept quietly saying stuff in the background until it just sort of imprinted on everyone and they thought it was their idea. She was like, everybody, you know, like, come together, teamwork, love, friendship, and that worked for her. Yeah, and then, like, I get yeah. the impression that any any good decision anyone ever made during Aisha's tenure, off camera, during times when we weren't, you know, watching or whatever, Aisha was just constantly, like, reinforcing those ideas to them until they thought they came up with them themselves. Yeah. Yeah. The main yeah. thing that's changing with Tanya is that she also gets to have character development and moments outside of that role. Yeah. She gets which some I think lines. is just, I, I think in our, in our metaphor of her being the mom is we're getting to the point where the kids are old enough to take care of themselves mostly. <laughs> right. And so she actually gets to like pick her hobbies back up, 
you know, she gets to maybe go out, you know, and party once a week, you know, go to the bar. <laughs> she she's she's joined a book club, maybe, you know, she's she's yeah, she's, like, she's getting back to living her life. Those are good ideas. I like this idea of a mother being able to just, you know, find their own life when their children grow up. That's a that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I really gotta watch that uh, that Sentai special they did with the three mom rangers. Oh um, yeah, that sounds fucking great. So anyway, uh, they talk about this. They say like, okay, uh, like we need to be careful of this because we don't know what it is, and it's very powerful. Um, and then Zordon says like, hey, by the way, now that King Mondo learned basic tactics, like split them up. <laughs> we gotta be really careful because you know. He can just keep doing it. <laughs> so is... again, again, going back to like, I feel like we fairly well established what's going on here. Like up until this point, you know, this has been kind of just a training ground for Prince Sprocket. And like Mondo hasn't really given a shit too much, but they finally reached the point where he's like, okay, this is taking way longer than it should. I, we need to fucking move on. So I'm going to start actually like actually conquering this place right also the yeah. rangers just like blew up a whole armada he was building a couple episodes ago so he's just like all right I i'm kind of done with this <laughs> um so and, uh, the thing is with, with also with zordon bringing up that like hey they're starting to use tactics uh there we have the very heavy dialogue of like of Catherine being like yeah he could keep trying to split us up and adam saying yeah there are only five of us and Billy getting a very pointed close-up where he says, there used to be six. Yes, I forgot. Yes. So, um, uh, Sprocket says to Mondo, like, hey, I think the Rangers are responsible for this power source. Mondo is like, based on what? And Sprocket's like, uh. <laughs> um, but uh, essentially, Sprocket's Mondo's- kind of more right that he should be, given that he's just pulling this out of his ass. <laughs> yeah. Mondo's like, okay, fine. Send Wolfsbane back down, and then you go look for this power source and blow it up. Um, we cut to uh, a roof somewhere, um, and Billy is sitting up a setting up some kind of device to look for uh, a Zeo crystal. Um, what the actual fuck is this readout on his screen? Uh, hold on. I'm I'm not to the screen yet. Give me just a second. It's, it, it says searching, and there's like a green grid, and then there's just stick figure people dancing oh. around. Yeah, so- I mean that's his that's his that's his Bonze buddy. <laughs> oh my god, a Bonze buddy reference! Holy shit! Yeah, it's a well. Ba- listen, it's a- Zach, 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 I, I know- Zach. Given the era that the show the show takes place in, I'm ahead of my time on that. Yeah, one. that's true. Um, is wait, is that how Billy got rich? You know, yeah, after, he made after obtrusive, he, he invented Bonzi Buddy. He invented obtrusive clicks. He could have been like the leading, like he could have been the Elon Musk of his day, basically, with all the like alien tech he's mastered. But no, so, he, he just he just he just invented Bonsai Buddy. So, so can I actually tell you? Because I there is a, an answer, like a straight up actual answer. Okay, yeah, it's hit me. the it's it is. Uh, it, it's the computer seeing Tanya, Rocky, and Kat's Zeo crystal signatures because it's blue, oh. yellow, and pink. Okay, I that mean, makes... I it's also, not a very useful readout. Like, I also to be get, clear, this is yeah. still fucking nuts. <laughs> I also totally get your question. It's just I looked at it and then I figured out what the answer was. <laughs> so, 
Um, See, Zach's not saying you're stupid, but... <laughs> no, I would never do that. He's saying he's smarter than you. Well, also, when you said there actually is an answer, I thought it was relevant to what we were talking about with, like, what happens to Billy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. the answer to what happens to Billy is he fucks off to Aquatar he goes to space. with his boyfriend. That's canon. Uh, so, um, the, uh... Yeah, uh, Rocky, uh, Tanya, and Kat uh, get attacked by a bunch of um, cogs while they're setting up their uh, yeah, little I guess, station. I guess Mondo's figured, well, maybe the pyramid's still a problem, but we can't see it, so I'm just going to go for it. Out of sight, out of mind. Um, yeah. So there's uh, another cog fight. Uh, yeah, another cog fight. Rocky, a big believer in guys as a gender-neutral term because he calls the ladies that like 5,000 times during this episode. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on it's board, a very, but... It's a very rocky term. Yeah, it's up to you. Uh, but yeah, so there's a fight. Uh, we we have uh, the other rangers see that they're getting attacked, uh, morph, and go get down there. So we've got all five fighting the Cogs and uh, Wolfsbane. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going very well. Uh, everybody's getting their butts kicked. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, well, actually first there's a very good pun where Wolfsbane says, uh, calls Tommy Little Red Riding Ranger. Get it? Cause he's a big bad wolf. Cause he's a big bad wolf. But the boar yeah, episode of... isn't until next week. <laughs> no, I don't actually, I don't think that's a boar, but you know. So they're getting their butts kicked. Uh, he starts gloating and then a black and gold blur shoots across the screen. Okay, no, a, somebody scribbled over some animation cells and just <laughs> held it over the, the frames. It's a black and gold blur. He's moving so fast. And yeah, he's like, if you've watched uh, basically any episode of Dragon Ball Z and you know that thing they do to make it seem like the characters are moving real fast without actually having to animate them, uh-huh. that's this. Yeah, uh, and he, he knocks them all down. Tanya's like, oh my god, look! And uh, then I love that the Gold Ranger theme starts playing before we even see the Gold Ranger. Because, yeah, gee, I wonder yeah. who this is. Because yeah. before before we know anything about this guy, the audio is telling us how fucking cool he now, is. To be fair, I'm gonna wager a guess that they were hyping up the coming of the Gold Ranger before this episode. For weeks, probably, in ads, right? Because like, you gotta prime the kids to buy the toy immediately after the episode. So... Yeah, probably. Uh, Eric, can you please put some of the Gold Ranger theme in It's Fucking Something? You know when thunder roars, it's Gold Ranger. When darkness comes to Can I say something? The no. Gold Ranger. No. Yeah, that's the. I don't know. I don't know where you get off. Zach, we can. don't have time for you to say something. <laughs> the Gold Ranger is probably my favorite visual Ranger design ever. I fucking love how the Gold Ranger looks. It's a black costume. Oh, it's, it's fucking sick. Uh, it's got it's got a gold shield, but it looks significantly different. The, a lot of six rangers have a shield, kind of like the dragon ranger slash green ranger. Um, but a lot of them look fairly similar. This is way bulkier, and also it has kind of an Egyptian theme, which which fits with his big ass pyramid sword. 
Um, I, I appreciate that they went, okay, so all the costumes this year ha- kind of have pauldrons, so we need to go bigger. Bigger. With bigger. this guy. He's got a gold chest piece, gold uh, like bracelets, gold belt, gold boots, and then it's a... It's, I mean, it's a Black Ranger costume, basically, but they decided to go with gold because that sounds more special, I guess, and yeah. Well, he's, he's wearing a lot of gold. Yeah. My favorite thing about the gold, like, vest is that it is... It is part of an ensemble as opposed to like like the 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 dragon shield that Tommy had is it's really just a single extra accessory to the point where you can put it on any of the other rangers. Yeah, this wouldn't make sense with the other other ones. It goes with his other stuff. Um, also, I guess to to mention uh, his helmet, since we've talked before about how all the shapes are uh, like the number of of shapes slash sides matches their ranger number. Um, okay. I understand. What's your ranger number? <laughs> come in, come in today to find out. I understand that for, uh, Tommy, for the leader, they couldn't just do a pentagon or, well, they didn't want to just do a pentagon cause that's kind of plain. So they went with star. Okay, fine. Uh, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> like it's, if you haven't seen it, it's like. Three lines, and then there's a line down the uh, three horizontal lines, and then there's a line vertically down the middle of it, so that it's like six prongs, basically. But I don't know. It, I think it it's works. Basically, it's basically the stunner shades. Or of, yes, uh, it is. <laughs> You're right. It's a it's a double edged fork. It works for me because it's the same shape as his staff. So it's like okay, I get it. But it this is, is also his symbol, apparently. Yeah. Also, staff, fucking dope six ranger weapon. Cool staff. It like folds. It like changes shape or modes, which you always want in a cool weapon. Yeah, I, it's, yeah. you can turn into like a spear. And, I love, and it could be like a dagger. It's it's dope as hell. Also, so we start getting some hias and stuff from this guy, and oh, the yes. voice of the gold ranger. One of like I, like five people who end up playing. Gold Ranger as we go along. Yes, it's a lot. Uh, the voice is uh, Brad Hawkins. Of who, Ryan Steele of VR Troopers. If Ryan s- Steele of VR Troopers. And this is the thing I was alluding to earlier. One of the other possibilities for the Gold Ranger that they could have gone with and ultimately didn't is it was on the table for this to secretly be Ryan Steele and this would tie VR Troopers like back into Power Rangers. actually Ryan Steele. That was one of yeah, the like, options like the they same were going character, with. Yeah. Was literally make it part of the... like tie them together in the same universe, which as a kid would have made me go completely insane. Um, yeah. Well, the thing as is, a kid, it VR made Troopers, me go, what the fuck is VR Troopers? <laughs> See, I yeah. watched a well, lot of VR Troopers as a kid. Well, but. VR Troopers was actually kind of a success for what it was doing. Cause it was syndicated on smaller stations instead yeah, of like, I, as a kid, but, I had no idea what the fuck VR Troopers was. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably why they didn't do it. I think. Cause they thought it would confuse some kids. Well, but, what I was going to say is VR Troopers, uh, as I understand it, it didn't end because uh, because it wasn't popular, because it wasn't profitable. They just literally ran out of footage. They were already and there was no it. there was yeah. no more of that show to keep going. So um so yeah what so the other thing to note about the voice because uh, is that Brad Hawkins later on. Uh, Sixth Rangers, especially before, if they're like introduced this way and you don't know who they are, there's really a big like push slash um, 
trend, I guess, of making them like they kind of all talk like this. And that is not what Ryan Steele is doing. Like, or sorry, Brad Hawkins. He's just straight up like, I'm gonna kick your ass, Kia! Like, he's just. Well, yeah, it's because he's doing his Ryan Steele voice. Yeah, exactly. Which is, is fun. Um, but yeah, he, he shows up. He kicks the shit out of, uh, out of the bad guys for a while. Um, and, you know, you get to see all the cool weapons and all that stuff. Yeah, and I know that this is this is par for the course with a sixth ranger, uh, especially because this one isn't starting. It this one feels a little different because it's not starting out as a villain, and it's not you know a character that we already know at least initially, and so it it very much feels like we get so much dialogue of it's just the other rangers just watching him fight and being like, wow, he's so cool. Yeah. Holy shit, look at how cool this guy is. I don't know who he is, but boy, I'm glad he's on our side because he's so fucking cool. Now, I, here's the thing. They don't say that because at the end of this, they wonder if he is on their side. Which like, is very silly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I uh, have to, speaking of what Lexi just said, I have to go back to making fun of uh, a Ranger Wiki, uh, specifically their use of the errors section because oh uh, boy, that is listed as an error that Tommy does not know whose side he's on. I get no, that no, it's Tommy's a stupid question, but it's not an error. That's not what that word means. <laughs> so I, I actually have a, a, an idea for that, which is Tommy is the only one of that crew who remembers the first time the Power Rangers got a sixth member. It <laughs> yes, was him, that's true. Yeah. and he was pretending to be the, their friend until he betrayed them. Oh. The one uh, last thing I want to mention about the fight is he has a move where he literally just just anime runs past a bunch of cogs and they all like become electrified and explode, <laughs> well, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, my, I want to mention that like so we talked about his staff. He summons it by holding his hand in front of his face and it comes out of the face symbol. Oh yeah, that's true. It does. <laughs> So, Maybe that's why it's shaped like that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be able to get out of there. Yeah, otherwise it gets stuck inside of his face helmet. Okay, uh, so... <laughs> no, no, no. You do not... We're, we're just going to move on. the phrase on. face helmet. I forgot what it was called. <laughs> it's called a visor. Um, so uh, Mondo is like, fuck this. Mondo takes some initiative. He's so, like, yeah, okay... The, the, the gear crew is like... Um, immediately picks up and they're like, oh shit, there's a sixth ranger now. Uh, uh, fucking Ratchet or Clank or whoever the fuck is like, I don't know where it came from. And he's like, you idiot. He obviously came from that pyramid. Yeah, the big space pyramid. Also, while the other rangers are literally standing there watching, send down the space fighters we have to shoot them, which is yeah, a good like, call. This is- yeah. This is some this is some solid competence from the the leader of the bad guys here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and so, they also yeah. like they grow the monster basically immediately. They're like you, you know what fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck this. Yeah. Uh so they send uh down some quadrifighters to to shoot their other rangers while they're just standing around. Um but uh they're they're able to avoid it. Uh, the Gold Ranger eventually uses his cool finishing move where the staff, like, opens up and gets a bunch of energy in it, and then he shoots gold balls at the, uh, at Wolfsbane and blows him up. Um, we then 
cut to, to uh, Mondo yelling at Clank uh, t- for Orbis to grow Yeah, Yeah, it's classic chain of command. You know, the, the Emperor yells at his butler to solve the problem. His butler yells at his little, like, round robot guy to go down and make the monster grow. I will say while that's happening, there is a fairly long shot where the Gold Ranger is in the foreground staring at the camera breathing heavily while all the other Power Rangers talk about if they should go say hi to him, basically. Listen, like, he just <laughs> use his big finisher. He's recharging his energy. Like, literally. And it's also, like, like, he's so cool. You can't just walk up to someone when they're <laughs> that cool. It is literally like 30 seconds of Tommy and Rocky being like, uh, or sorry, Tommy and Adam being like, so like, shall we say hi? <laughs> it's really yeah, funny. Like, we, it was half a, it was half a, a statement away from them going, hey, uh, you, you go, you go ask him. No, you go ask him. <laughs> yeah, it's really oh, funny. I can't, I can't ask him. No, you're the leader. Oh, but I'm terrible at these. You're so much better at meeting people. <laughs> I just get the, like, clearly he can hear them. So oh, I yeah. just like the idea that he's just sitting there like, I mean, I'm not going to go ask him. Like, they should come <laughs> ask me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Orbis grows, uh, um, uh, Orbis puts the big in the big bad wolf, which is a line from the show. Uh, and don't blame it on Lexi for once. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm going to anyway. You can't stop me. Uh, the Rangers... don't blame it on Lexi is absolutely the name of my sitcom. <laughs> the Rangers summon the Megazord again, displaying that this monster is just better for no particular reason. The Megazord just kind of whacks. Uh, the monster with with its sword to a very funny no cell of it just kind of going like whack <laughs> and nothing happens. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they're like, okay, this isn't working. Tommy summons his fucking battle zord. Um, that yeah. also just doesn't do shit. Yep, yep, yep. That doesn't really do anything either. Uh, they get a three he- little pigs reference, and then they just get blown out of the Zords. Yep, blown out of the Zords. They fly out the out the uh, c- the controls. Um, I mean, cockpit. I know why it's happening. Again, it, it's a contrived thing to make the Gold Ranger seem cool, but it really is comical just how useless the Rangers are in this entire episode. The entire yeah. the entire Zeo Ranger team gets warped in this episode. Essentially, yes. yes. Uh. Then uh, the Gold Ranger calls down Pyramidus. Yeah, the Gold Ranger's like, okay, you guys seem to be having trouble. Here, I'll just I'll just call in the power of Pyramidus. It'll be fine. <laughs> and it's and so the Ranger's like, excuse me, what? Who? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I know that these graphics are so outdated. I know this is all to sell the Gold Ranger. I know I'm a huge mark, but it's so fucking cool. <laughs> he shoots a laser out of his staff and a giant space pyramid up materializes out of nowhere. Well, at, at first, it's an after dark screensaver that like transitions into being Pyramidus. <laughs> yeah, it's like a black pyramid with like star light on it and then it like turns into a big pyramid robot um my favorite thing about uh, pyramidus is that it doesn't turn into anything else it's just just a big pyramid yeah i kind of love that too it's literally it's just a weapons platform like the gold ranger was it's the the fucking titanus it's the tour of this up of the season 
Right, but those have heads still, which is like a crucial. Also, I think Tor could turn into like a people, couldn't it? If you put the red uh, monkey robot in it, he could, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, the Pyramidus is literally just a pyramid. Like, I think. I don't think he can turn into a people. Um, if, if he can turn into a people, he doesn't do it in this episode. Yeah, if there's one thing I know about pyramids, it's that they have power. That's true. That's um, true. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. What does this mean for Rocky? Has he, has he been obsoleted? Oh, because he oh, doesn't. No, Rocky's, Rocky's, yeah, Rocky's 2D. This thing's 3D. Rocky is, uh, <laughs> Rocky is outclassed. Yeah. Yeah. So how come when Rocky call, uh, used pyramid power on the, in the Megazord, it didn't make this thing? Why did it just because like lift it up? Because it wasn't real pyramid power. He was just sticking three triangles together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. He, he just has triangle power and they called it pyramid to make him feel better. Because uh, otherwise, people were going to make fun like of him. They were just going to sing. They might be giants at him all day. I like how the the subtext of what's going to happen here is Jason's going to come back to reassert that he's better than Rocky in every way. Oh God, you're right. That's so sad. <laughs> no, and here's the thing: he's not just asserting that he's better than Rocky. He's also here to show up, Tommy. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, Tommy, you became the Sixth Ranger and then just took over, huh? I'm right. I'm going to show you. I'm going to fucking show you what it's like to be the one who has all the cool toys, you piece of shit. <laughs> so, speaking of cool ties, It's toys, Jason's time now. Uh, Pyramidus' attack is that he shoots a giant column of light into space, and then huge lightning strikes murder the bad guy. Not just huge light. Not, it's not like lightning just strikes the bad guy. It's like a fucking... Uh, Goss cannon from space is yeah. sw- cutting a swath across the earth. It's so it's so fucked up that like there's a shot of the rangers freaking out as giant boulders fly everywhere because and, like, of this and, like, attack. And like there's flames all looking all around them. Like this <laughs> raised the earth. Like the pyramids power like the gold ranger and by extension the pyramids power seems to be Tearing holes in reality, like we, we when we say this thing came through a wormhole, uh, like I think that's what's actually happening. I I think I think the the pyramid's ability is that like it opens a door to another plane of existence. <laughs> it's like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, open the, the gateway to the dimension. lightning dimension, and I'm gonna just point the hole at this monster, and consequences to the earth be damned. Like it's funny. It's just funny because I I know that this is. Such a common, like, you know, not even just anime, not even just RPGs. Like, it's just a, it's just an action, you know, thing for kids trope where it's like the new party member shows up. He's so awesome. He's so incredibly awesome. This happens all the time. It, it's just that in this case, it feels so wildly out of whack that like Tommy's response should just be like, I guess I'm just going to go home. Like, I guess you. I guess we are not needed anymore. Like, it's it's just very funny to me how how wild the scale is. All of a sudden, <laughs> um, so we cut up to the to the uh, machine empire where they're all just like, "Holy shit! Um, <laughs> fuck! Yeah. Oh god, yeah. fuck!" Listen, this 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 planet was funsies. It's not funsies anymore, y'all. We 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 need to buckle down here. This Gold Ranger is completely changing the game. He's entirely too cool. 
Yeah, no, Mondo. That's basically what Mondo says. He's like, okay, we need to we need to find this guy and just take him out. Yeah, he tells I think Sprocket that hey, look, your only your only reason for existing anymore is to find and destroy this guy. Yeah. Um. So I, that was not an exaggeration. That's literally what he tells him. Oh yeah, he's like, listen, uh, you're my son. I love you. Get this shit done. <laughs> <laughs> he specifically important. uses the phrase your only goal in life. Yeah. <laughs> like that's um, fucked up. So I we kind of mentioned it before but didn't say exactly when it happened. At some point during this episode, Billy like left and they were like, Where's Billy? Um we cut back to the command center and uh Tommy's like, Hey Alpha, where is Billy? Uh and they're like, I don't know. And then Zordon's like, oh, also, by the way, we need to figure out what the fuck just happened. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I I do appreciate that the, the fact that this guy just fucking showed up and, like, blew up the bad guys and then fucked off again. They're like, well, okay, we're not just going to assume that he's, you know, 100% aligned with us here. Like, right. we need to still find him and find out what his deal is, which Zordon is a weird... Good. Normally, this show just kind of makes assumptions based on how the writers know things will turn out. That's true. And rolls with it. And here they're actually showing a healthy amount of skepticism. Yeah, Zordon says, like, even if he's not, like, exactly our ally, like, clearly that was in our favor. Uh, and King Mondo is going to be trying to kill him, so we need to find him first. Yeah. He also says, at minimum, he's out there alone, and right. so we owe him that yeah. much. So, so like, don't don't 100% accept that he's a good guy, but, like, we gotta find him before King Mondo does, because he'll definitely kill him if he can. Um, then Billy just, like, walks out of, the, out of the bushes. I mean, it's not the bushes. <laughs> he just comes. He just fucking materializes, like, that one Homer Simpson gif. Yeah, basically. Um, well, there's just a dark corner of the of the power chamber. Yeah, like he's so. been just hanging out in this this dark bit right off camera, watching all this and waiting for a moment when he can walk out where he's not interrupting. Yeah, and they're like, Tanya just is like, Billy, where have you been? And he's been like, you know, lurking in the shadows, like you do. Yeah, he's like, basically, is what he says. He's just like, ah, oh, you know, stuff. Th- that's what kills me about this. Like, I understand that you. Honestly, probably didn't even know how you were going to end this when you were writing this episode. So you can't be too specific. You can't give too much information. Um, but like, these are people who have like fought together for, in some cases, years. And they're like, we thought you were hurt. Like, where did you go? Are you okay? And Billy's just like, I'm fine. I was just busy. Okay. What were you doing? Things like, no, that doesn't work. Like, he doesn't even make an episode, an episode specific contextual like excuse. Like, yeah, like, he does follow. He follows this up by saying, "Oh, I finally got a lock on the pyramid," but he doesn't like. He could have very easily been like, "Oh, you know, I was I was downstairs uh, doing some work on one of the you know scanning arrays to you know try and hone in on this pyramid." Right. And hey, and it worked. I guess what that's why the fandom says he's working on the the Turbozords because like. That would sort of make sense why he wouldn't want to announce it yet. But, like, it's too much to just have him say stuff and, like, not give any kind of... Because because the fact that they're not, like, we literally, you know, we literally were thought you were hurt. Like, where did you go? And he's just like, eh, places. 
Like that's it's not... the fact that he disappeared during a critical moment without saying anything. Right. It's just it's a lot even for this show for me to the, like the suspend with... my belief disbelief. Yeah. The the thing with misdirection and and like I know this is getting into you know writing one on one shit, but if you're gonna have red herrings for a mystery like this. The red herrings still need to make some level of sense with the benefit of hindsight. Right, I mean, because these are gold herrings. <laughs> Ooh, those are worth more, I think, if you sell them. Uh, but yeah, for, like that's the thing. Because if if he was the gold ranger, you'd be like, oh, obviously. But since he's not, yeah, what the fuck? Like, what was yeah, he it's, doing? It's, it's one of those <laughs> things where it's it it's fine for the moment while they're and this is this speaks to how Power Rangers is written. In this exact moment where for it, the purpose is right now, he needs to be mysteriously, you know, missing at conspicuous times. It's fine. They just didn't bother to worry about, well, what happens when it turns out he's not at the end? Right. Like, yeah. Eh, uh, no, nobody should be going back and thinking about that. So Tommy Always move forward. So Tommy informs Billy there is a new ranger, and Billy's like, "Whoa, a new ranger! That's yeah, crazy." Yeah, this, this whole this whole conversation plays <laughs> out like because yeah. yeah, the because the, first they're like, "Oh, so you missed him? Missed who? Yeah, um, oh, there's a new there's a new ranger. Oh, you're kidding? Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, sorry. I don't know. It feels this this whole thing the way it's the way it's phrased in the back and forth and everything feels so much like it. They want it to be a Billy's hiding something. He the, knows yes. more than he's saying. And the thing is, like, all you had to do was have Zordon say, "Hey, remember how Billy was like weird for last season? It's because he built these new robots. Problem solved. Like, you you don't." But- but again, the the writers of the show <laughs> yeah. do not. They are only looking forward, and they want you to do the same because they've got new toys to sell. Yes, Don't worry and about that old stuff. We're not selling those toys and anymore. And speaking of uh, of viewer engagement, Alpha says, "Gee, I wonder what's going to happen next." And then Billy yeah. all but looks directly into the camera and says, "That's the thing about the Power Rangers. You never know what's going to happen next." I was so <laughs> mad. This Link. fucking. New toys, kids! Like, yeah, it's really silly. <laughs> but, I mean, overall, as an introduction of a new ranger, I think this episode works really well. It's crazy you don't know who he is. I don't think that ever happens again in Power Rangers. Like, maybe... At least, yeah, at least, at least, like, I'm, I'm sure there's situations where they don't show the viewer who it is at first. Yes. But, like, by the end of the episode, it's like, oh, okay. There's a couple where it's, like, a brief mystery, but I think even, like, even, like, the Titanium Ranger, who is, like, the American-only Ranger in uh, um, uh, Lightspeed Rescue, I'm pretty sure that's a two-parter, and you know who he is by the end of the two-parter. You don't find out who this dude is for, like, eight episodes in this. It's kind of crazy. Um... So yeah, I I enjoyed it. Also, like I said, I'm just a huge mark for the design. Like I love it. It's really it's a good cool. Design. I almost bought a thousand dollar cosplay of this costume last year. Jesus Christ! It's a really good cosplay, but I didn't because that's crazy. Listen, listen, cosplay <laughs> cosplay level costumes are not cheap. No, <laughs> no, they are not. Um, but there's yeah. a reason. There's a reason why a lot of prominent cosplayers 
make them themselves. Yes, I don't have that skill. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it it was it's a lot of fun. I I I liked this episode. I thought it was fun. Um, yeah, it was good. Like we like we said at the beginning, it actually employs basic writing and plot. Yeah, like mapping skills yeah like, even, and even on the like even though it's like okay there's this new ranger it sets up like yeah but mondo is like now kind of more on the offensive and things with, are a little more dangerous like it, with the exception of the awkward shoehorn fake out at the end yes uh everyone reacts rationally in a way that makes internal sense to what's going on and displays the appropriate amount of knowledge of events like it's yeah it's all like it's it feels weird to continually be going on about how good this is considering it's just base competence but that's the bar it's been set for us uh the other thing i did i forgot to mention this um the in in o-ranger the sentai counterpart uh just like how in um oh i for is What's the name of the Mighty Morphin Sentai? Zhuranger. In Zhuranger, it's the Dragon Ranger instead of the Green Ranger. In O-Ranger, he is the King Ranger, which is a cool-ass name. That's, yeah, that's up there with King Knight for <laughs> fun juxtapositions of titles. I really like it. Um, um, but yeah. By the way, I kind of want to... Um, I guess that'll be our thing for this week, but I kind of want to spend the next few weeks going over some stuff from O-Ranger just because... I was on the wiki the other day, and I really enjoy some of the stuff I found. Yes, let's do that. We haven't talked much about it. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely go into that a little bit uh, starting next week, let's say. Uh, yeah, a proud Teenagers with Attitude tradition where we uh, gush endlessly about how interesting we find the Sentai and how we'd really like to watch it someday, and then we don't. <laughs> well, oh, listen. no, I just, I just think some of these names are funny. <laughs> well, that's also good. Um, but yeah, so that's it for the episode. Um, if you have a question for us, you can send it to us at teens with Tude on Twitter, teenagers with attitude at gmail.com or, uh, t- teenagers with attitude on Facebook as our Facebook group. Um, I have one, uh, one email today. Uh, it is titled just a follow up regarding your recent post in your website. Hello. I view your blog continuously and go through all your posts, which are quite interesting. Uh, (laughs) We are a website and we usually work a lot to make it much more interesting to our viewers. It is all about different types of water heaters, like instant water heater, solar water heater, or gas water heater. These details will be helpful for those who look for the same info. Both of our websites are in the same niche. Yep. That's accurate. <laughs> now, I read this not because it's just spam, because lots of spam happens. Oh yeah, no, I get I get fucking markety uh oh markety, um, you know, like, hey, I've encountered your website and I think we can help you boost your metrics yes. emails like once a week for I just want to wanna know how that specific one happened. That's a weird um, one to me. They are just I mean, it's just probably somebody found a keyword. We've got a lot of weird ass like SEO on this site. I guess given, that's true. Some, given our tendency episodes. to just kind of record podcasts about whatever. Someone saw uh, all the uh, like uh, aliens with Battleborgs episodes and how the, oh, the summaries kept talking about water, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, this is a fucking water website." Lexi, fucking it's your score. Fault. 
somehow. What do you What do you mean? How's oh, that my right, fault? right, right. Well, because of the water. The you know. I remember? Don't... No. Remember? What What are you talking yeah, see, about? See, Zach hates water, and our website wouldn't be talking about water if you hadn't taken over for a bit. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh-huh. Um. I feel like Let's Place alone has just completely destroyed any semblance of a like a reasonable profile we could build for our websites. Yeah, that's true. That's I, I consider that a virtue, the the sole <laughs> virtue of Let's Place. Uh, but yeah, anyway, if you have an actual question, please send it to us. That'd be fun. Uh, I don't really have any this week. Um, well, that's yeah. good, Zach, because uh, you know what it's time for. Yeah, that's right. It's Canada questions time. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. All right. So I have to apologize to uh, our listeners. Um, I asked for questions for myself, the Canada expert, um, and then proceeded to not be on the podcast for like two months. So these are a little old, but uh, let it let it be known that I uh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, if you have a question for the Canada expert, uh, you can send them to me on Twitter at Tabletop Gamera. Uh, you can also email them to Zach just to annoy him. That'd be, that'd be fine, too. I, that is teenswithtude at gmail.com. I would find it endlessly entertaining if you would do that, please. <laughs> Go ahead. So, all right. So our first question comes to us from a friend of the show, a friend of us, Frankie. Uh, that's at Frankie Extra on Twitter. She asks, is country music popular in Canada? And my friend, you don't need to be a Canada expert to answer this one. Uh, if you've seen a little show called The Red Green Show, you'd know that Canada has its 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 version of the whole country aesthetic. Okay, tell me this, about this... it. Okay, so uh, The Red Green Show is a show about uh, you know, a, a do-it-yourself handyman sort of fella who has this uh, guy's lodge in... Uh, um, sort of podunk town somewhere in Canada. Um, and it's just got a bunch of segments with various people from around the community. Like the, the guy who owns the septic sucking service has a, is a thing, but like, yeah, it's got a very, it's got a very rural aesthetic. Yeah. So the, the thing with the red green show is that like it's, on paper, it's very much one of those like man's man show where like we get together at the bar and we talk about power tools and fishing and we complain about how our wives are treating us. But like it's the thing that is kind of elevates it is it is an absolute just farcical screwball comedy. Like it's basically a cartoon. Yeah, no, it's 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 silly. It's got that very Simpsons esque um, character driven thing where like it builds up the like the setting and the various ridiculous people in it as kind of the core of the humor of the show. Is Trailer Park Boys set in Canada? Yes, it is. Okay. That's another good example of Canada's rural aesthetic. Although they're more of the uh, fucking butt rock type of rural. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask, is does, Cana- does, Canada, does Canada have like a regional equivalent of cowboy boots, jeans, and, and like flannel shirts? Like that uniform... Yeah. Um, it's literally that. It's just yeah. that. Okay, I mean, that's fucking, fine. Think about yeah, fucking lumberjack flannel. Fair enough. I've seen uh, I've seen a picture of of what is attributed as a Canadian tuxedo, which is oh yeah, the 
everything is denim. Yeah. But I don't know if that's actually a Canadian thing or if that's just a name for it. I have no I idea. I think it probably it's, was at one point I mean, at least. Canada has that, just like America has that guy. Canada sure. has that okay. guy. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I, just just one more thing I, I, I want to add about Red Green, because I actually really like the Red Green show. Oh, and it's I fantastic. Have, I, haven't seen I it love it. Yeah. Uh, I think, so I, I actually initially saw Red Green show as a kid when it aired on the local PBS station for some yep. reason. Yep. Uh, and like... It either like popularized or was at least my first exposure to the the joke of duct tape solving any conceivable problem. Oh, I mean, that was definitely a. I, I don't think it was the only source of that, but it was definitely one of the like big sources of that. Yeah, that whole was, that's trope. definitely like that. That went from like a handyman in joke to like, oh, that's that's a cultural like well known thing. It's like, oh, got a problem? Duct tape. Yeah, that was definitely a big part of their brand. But yeah, to, to just, just to summarize the question, um, yeah, Canada has pickup trucks and hound dogs and uh, shitty men whose women leave them. Sure. And as long as you have yeah. those three things, you'll have country music. Yeah, the main thing that changes is their sport of choice is hockey. In 1951, the world America, uh, the world famous American crooner Bing Crosby was denied entrance into a Vancouver hotel because he and his friend were dressed completely in denim. Although the hotel management eventually recognized Bing and made an ex- and only at this moment do I realize how crazy a first name Bing is and made an exception because of who he was, the story of the incident traveled fast. Friends of his of his back home contacted Levi Strauss and the des- and his designers immediately developed a custom denim tuxedo jacket for Bing so that he would never have problems wearing Levi's jeans, even in fancy establishments. That is a way <laughs> crazier answer than I ever possibly could have imagined for why it's called that. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, do you have another question? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a combination comment question um, I received a while back from uh, Ashley Miller. Mm-hmm. That's Ashley A. Miller on Twitter. Um, first of all, a uh, note on the uh, skiing episodes uh, from a former ski instructor. Uh, she Ooh. says, the basic idea of stopping with the pizza snowplow while skiing is that the edges of your ski will dig into the snow and slow you down. If they're okay. flat on the slow, it limits your stopping power. If I recall, this was back in fucking March. Yes, um, it's been a while. We were talking about the whole pizza French fry configurations, and we were a little baffled as to how one of them slows you down. Sure. So, there you go. Months old question answered. Cool. Um, she also she also had a couple questions for us. Um. Uh, the first one's pretty much for all of us, uh, which is, which Power Ranger would be the most likely to tell people they had a girlfriend or boyfriend who lives in Canada? <laughs> with, the, um, with the addendum, and would anyone believe them? <laughs> so I have an answer I have, for this, but I'm going to let you guys go first. I, mean, I kind of have to agree with Zach. Adam, it's Adam. He's just, he's kind of a sad boy. They've, they've more pushed his martial arts stuff lately, but like, that was... His original characterization was like wanting to kind of just wanted to date anybody who would have him. So I feel like he's one of those guys who's insecure and would just say he had a boyfriend or a girlfriend in Canada or either, or either whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, wouldn't you believe him? Rocky and nobody else. <laughs> 
So I think that's logic is all sound. My answer is I believe I think Rocky would have one and no one would believe him. <laughs> like, Rocky would absolutely like meet somebody through like a pen pal service and they'd actually end up like hitting it off and kind of having a long distance relationship. And uh, absolutely nobody would believe him now, when he told them about it. Now, would Rocky not care or would he be one of those people who loses his mind trying to convince people that he really does have a girlfriend in Canada? I feel like he would just keep shrugging it off until one day it just like overwhelms him and he kind of snaps. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I like it. Anyway, uh... I- there's a lot of good things about having a boyfriend who lives in Canada. The only problem is Canada is very far away. That's Aww. that's my that's my thoughts on having a uh, a partner in in Canada. You're closer than a lot of people down here would be, at least. Yeah, yeah. I... still far. Yeah, it's that it's a it's a level of distance where I feel like it doesn't really matter. Fair, that's true. It's still uh, a day's plane flight so yeah um when when me and my wife started dating it was uh, about a four and a half hour drive and that's a rough that's a rough one too because it's like you you can't really make a good case for flying that distance no it's a long enough drive that it's hard to do regularly i i genuinely think that if you're in a relationship that's about four hours away like Anything between that and Japan is based like it's you know what I mean like it's kind yeah. of it's gonna take me a, a day. Period. It's a threshold. It's a threshold yeah. of travel that yeah changes things. Yeah. Uh, so there was a second question. Okay. What is the podcast's official position on maple taffy? Good. That's the that's the official position. Um, I've answering. never had it. Can I have, and can I admit something? I've never had taffy ever. Any kind? Mm-mm. And You've never had Laffy Taffy? I've never had Laffy Taffy. I've never had saltwater taffy, which is crazy because I grew up near the Outer Banks where it's like huge in uh, North Carolina Beach. I just, I don't know. I've just never had taffy. I'll, I'll say we this. We need for, to get you some of that saltwater taffy. Yeah, bro. I guess so. I, the, the thing about taffy is like that at good, its good core. good, good, salty taff. At its core, it's just a, a sugary candy. Um. There's nothing particularly special about it, other than the fact that a lot of it is very tasty. Um, but if you're somebody who doesn't really like getting stuff stuck in their teeth, that's going to be a problem. Because texture-wise, it is... Uh, I think as a kid, I thought it was like gum where you aren't supposed to swallow it. You like chew mm. it for a while and then spit it out. That's wrong, though. So it's I like don't... very melty gum. Yeah, so I don't know why I still never tried it. For some reason, it... I don't know. I guess I should get some salt water, ta- some salty Zach, taff. Get Zach, get some maple taffy and give us your review. Okay, I will do this. Um, uh, she also asks our official position on the pronunciation of the word "powton," which that's. <laughs> oh jeez, uh, that's it. Okay. That's the official. That's I, the official position. Canada expert has weighed in. Yep, I'm pouton all the time, so I guess it's that. That's how you say it. Uh. I'm dying. <laughs> How many more of these we got? That's it. Okay. So if you have any questions, please send them to us at Teens with Suit on Twitter, Teenagers with Attitude, Facebook, teenswithsuit at gmail.com. Or Canada specific ones can come to at 
Tabletop Gamera. Yeah, for Canada ones. Uh, so, that's and it. If you just want to get a hold of me yes. uh, at My Club's Rabbit, I don't really, I'm not an expert in anything at all, but I mean, if, if you want to talk to me, I I'm there. I feel like you're an expert on where can I find some good rabbit pictures. That's true. Yeah, there you go. If you have rabbit questions, ask Mike. Uh, if you have Canada questions, ask Lexi. And if you have... The only person on this podcast who knows shit about Canada. The only one. Uh, and if you have, I don't know, first aid treatment questions, ask me at Chinchy McChilla on Twitter. Because chances are if you can hurt yourself away, I've done it. So I'll have some way to help you. Um, usually it's Band-Aids. But yeah, until next week, uh, 14 Years with Attitude, I've been Zach. It's a game of chicken, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on the grenade. I've been Mike. I've been Lexi. And, the and I've been Simone. <laughs> wow. Shut up, Homsar. <laughs> May the power protect you always. I'm the Space Butthole Pyramid Man! <laughs>